Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day, whenever it may be, True Seven Nation. Thank you once again for listening in, for tuning in. Appreciate the love and support. Bolo, be on the lookout, the end. Give up, stop, withdraw, exit, cease. These are all terms that are synonymous with retire. Retirement, retiring, ending, quitting, and the one that I prefer to use, transitioning. Jordan did it. Hove did it. Both were horrible. Both were terrible. Both were not typical. Hey, but at least they tried. And what I choose to do today is set mine up. Believe it or not, I'm transitioning. And at some point, I have to bring what we've all come to know and love as the True Seven Life podcast. I have to bring it to a close. There is another season upon us. There are some more chapters that we have to get into. And in order for us to get there, there are some things that we have to do on this front end. As I Googled the word retire, I just wanted to get some synonyms and a definition of it and there were some other things that popped up and this episode became a lot bigger than what I initially anticipated as I was googling the term retire there was something came up that said three reasons I wouldn't retire today five key retirement planning steps to take five things Americans plan to do if disaster strikes during retirement if you're retired consider buying these five stocks how much should you have in your retirement fund 14 things to account for during retirement and the three worst states to retire in a lot of information that i wasn't looking for that i came across as i was researching the term retirement and considering that I am in the process of becoming a financial advisor. I am not a financial advisor, even though I will be discussing some information and financial tips. Once again, I'm not a financial advisor, but I am a licensed life insurance broker, which is on the way to being a financial advisor. At any rate, Three reasons I wouldn't retire today. And they talked about retirement planning being unpredictable. And for me, that's not a strong enough reason. I mean, there are a lot of things in life that are unpredictable. So just because retirement planning is unpredictable, that's not compelling enough for me. The second thing they talked about is uh, shortchanging yourself on Social Security And I did not know this, but I want to inform and enlighten some others that aren't privy to this either as it pertains to Social Security, whether or not uh, we will receive it. I guess that remains to be seen. But the interesting thing about Social Security is it is an average of your highest 35 years of income. And here's the key point, regardless of unemployment. So if you've been employed 10 years, it's not an average of those 10 years. It's an average 
of those 10 years plus an additional 25. So if you had 10 years of income and 25 years of zero income, whatever that amount of income that you earned in those 10 years is going to be averaged over a 35 year period of time. Interesting insight on Social Security. I hope that helps someone. And the third thing, uh, a tougher time accessing retirement savings. And that's another one of those things that at the end of the day, it's just it's really not true. It's deceiving. They're not really challenges. They're just tax implications. It's your money. You earned the money. It just wasn't taxed at a certain rate. And if you want it early, there are what we call penalties, but they can't over tax you. You will be taxed on the income that you were earned. Some people say there are two things that are guaranteed in life, death and taxes. Uh, most of us will surely die, even though some of us don't believe it. But for those of you that don't believe it, you surely will pay your taxes. Five key retirement planning steps to take. I'm not going to delve into all of these five key retirement planning steps that I saw, but there were a couple of important ones that I would like to highlight. First off, it says, understand how long you want your money to last. Understand how long you plan to live after you retire. If you retire at the age of 30 and you plan to live till 100, you have to have 70 years of income to support inflation and whatever lifestyle you choose to live. The next thing is determine your spending needs. We talk about that lifestyle that you choose to live. That is about determining your spending needs. Will you need to spend more or will you be spending less? Last but not least, and in my opinion, most importantly, understand the tax implications of when you take your money out, how much money you take out, what rates is going to be taxed at based on how much you take, et cetera, et cetera. Please understand tax implications post retirement. There were a couple of other topics, as I said in the article, but I don't want to overcomplicate it. Some of it was just language that was not something that we need to dwell in today or delve in or whatever the term is. Five things Americans plan to do if disaster strikes during retirement. This was a top five, so to speak. But the first one was interesting. It said rely on family and friends. And in my opinion, this is a sure fire quick way to find out who your friends really are. Rely on family and friends if disaster strikes during retirement. What's another option alternative? Rely on children. Hmm. This could be an interesting one as well as this could be a reflection on your parenting. How well did you parent will determine whether or not your children are going to allow you to lean and rely on them if disaster was to strike during retirement. In today's era, a lot of children that should be adults are relying on their parents more and more. So this would be an interesting twist for many households if someone had retired and disaster struck. The next one was seek the assistance from the church or state. 
seek assistance from church and or state. Very interesting as well. I know uh, many individuals that have went out to the church for assistance, and I know many that have went to the state also, and I'm just going to leave that right there and not even comment on it. Seeking assistance from the church or state. Next to the last option, go back to work. If possible, unretire. This seems like the most logical option to me. As I was looking at this, there was another section that you could click on. It talked about the 20 greatest jobs or pastime jobs for retirees. The 20 greatest jobs or pastimes for retirees. If disaster strikes during retirement, unretire, go back to work. And last but not least, the final option was to downsize to live off of Social Security. While this topic was never intended to go in this direction, retirement, I believe what we have gotten thus far is great insight. Five things Americans plan to do if disaster strikes during retirement. A couple more as we are rounding home, as Joe Kelly would say, if you're retired, consider buying these stocks. Very interesting. And again, I am not a financial advisor, but I'm always interested in money making opportunities. The first stock they talked about was McDonald's. McDonald's, the largest publicly traded fast food chain. I don't believe I have any stock in McDonald's. J&J from a healthcare standpoint, healthcare won't ever go away. And J&J is one of the leaders in the industry, I do have J&J stock and it has done very well for me. P&G, Procter & Gamble, leader in worldwide consumer goods, shampoos, toothpaste, deodorant, things that we buy every single month. A stable company to invest in. 3M, similar to Procter & Gamble, but different. A very diversified company that sells products in all major industries and almost basically virtually every industry. I mean, post-it notes to tape, to film. So when post-it notes were kind of on the decline during the pandemic, uh, mask, which 3M also makes and participates in, that business was up. So a very diversified portfolio, 3M. And last but not least, Verizon whom of which I have my telephone service with the second largest wireless network in the United States. If you're retired, consider buying these five stocks. Last but not least, the three worst states to retire. This was an interesting listen. Uh, the states were determined on the basis of affordability, wellness, weather, crime and culture and i'll go from the bottom down coming in at state 48 is kansas we're not in kansas anymore didn't necessarily rank high uh in any particular category but it was middle of the road in all five of the categories affordability wellness weather crime and culture and that pushed it down to the lower three. I don't know that Kansas is getting an influx of individuals anytime soon. Uh, second from the bottom, Minnesota. And a lot of this had to do with weather. 
and culture. And again, culture has a lot to do from this examination with number of and percentage of retirees. So total number of retirees and percentage of retirees, the number of restaurants per capita and the number of arts and entertainment establishments per capita is part of the metrics that go into culture. So whether in culture were two of the things that pushed Minnesota down to number 49. And last but not least, the bottom of the barrel, Maryland. Interesting. Maryland is the worst state to retire in. And it was mainly based on unaffordability, the cost of living and the tax burden in the state of Maryland. They were number one in unaffordability or affordability, whatever you would like to call it. Three to one from the bottom, from the Ruta to the Tuta, Kansas at 48, Minnesota at 49 and Maryland at 50. Now, these are just a few factors to consider when retiring affordability, wellness, weather, crime, culture. There are other factors included, obviously, family, you know, healthcare providers, your friends, grandkids, et cetera, et cetera. So I personally wouldn't make decisions based solely on this data, but it is good anecdotal evidence and it is something to consider when making that decision. This just in, if we're going to talk about the worst states, how can we talk about those without talking about the best states to retire in? And this was interesting for me to see also. And we'll jump right in with the third from the bottom, the best state to retire in. And this state came in number one in affordability. Interestingly enough, I have lived in this state. I went to college in this state and it is the great state of Tennessee. And let me put some respect on my university, Vanderbilt University. Don't get it twisted. It is in the state of Tennessee, but we are anchoring down Vanderbilt University. Number one in affordability, the state of Tennessee. And then the last two states, most of you guys know where I reside and the information said this was basically a draw, but coming in at number two is the great state of Florida. And the metrics said Florida would have ranked number one had it not been for the hurricanes and the tornadoes. So weather ranks it high, but the hurricanes and the tornadoes pushes this ranking down. Florida also scored well on culture. 21% of the state is over 65. There's a lot of arts and entertainment in the state of Florida. The weather was great. The culture is great. And basically, again, the article said it was a draw. And had it not been for hurricanes and tornadoes, the great state of Georgia would have been number two and not number one. But I can't knock them. We got to show Georgia some love. They had a better cost of living than the state of Florida. They have a light tax burden. They have nice weather being in the south. And there's even a little bit of coastline that serves the state of Georgia. So, again, I hope this retirement conversation has served somebody well. This isn't exactly 
what I intended to talk about when I turned the mic on, but as I came across this pertinent and important knowledge, I felt it necessary that I had to share. Again, I hope this serves someone. I am not a financial advisor. I am a licensed life insurance broker on the path to being a financial advisor. So take this and any information that is not given by a licensed professional, take it with a grain of salt and use it just as something to consider. In speaking about retirement, what I really came to talk to you guys about is again, the fact that the True Seven Life podcast is slowly coming to an end. And I just didn't wanna end abruptly and say this was going to be the episode. I didn't wanna pull a Mike Jordan. I didn't wanna pull a Jay-Z. But I do want to let you know that we are slowly winding down. Things are slowly coming to an end. And listen, we're not stopping. We're not giving up. We're not withdrawing. We're not exiting. We're not ceasing. But what we are doing is transitioning to a new thing. We're transitioning to a new thing. And I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the hat a little bit. Give you a quick peek behind the curtain. December 2nd something new will drop. So there will be a little bit of time between my last episode that I wrap up and then there'll be, you know, some 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 treats, but we will be transitioning to a new format December 2nd. I know it's early, but I want to share those thoughts uh, with the listeners. Once again, as we all know, the True 7 Life podcast is brought to you by True 7 CBD, www.true7cbd.com, Relief 7 Days a Week, and Hello Smooth Med Spa, www.hellosmooth.com, where they do the best lips in Florida. Thank you for listening in. We'll see you in two weeks.